Hub Hopper Originals. Football bloody hell. What a week of football this has been. Guys, these are the famous words by Sir Alex Ferguson after their Champions League win in 1999. You just heard Clive Tilsley say that. Uh, goosebumps, isn't it? And it's been that sort of a week. Remember the last time we were previewing and we actually got everything wrong. But that's how football works, isn't it? You never know what happens in those 90 minutes. And considering that it is a Champions League match... Anything can happen. Well, uh, I am your host Prasad, everyone, and this is episode eight of the unofficial VAR, a Hub Hopper original. Joining me on the show, Shupratim Gupta and Slowmo Samuel, already with their stats. Hi guys, how are you doing after that crazy night of football? Yeah, it it uh, was a brilliant um, uh, match day weekend, and uh, all all the results surely were upset results and. Including the uh, Arsenal one and uh, Supro is giving me a look like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Slobo, I think that loss hurt you badly because I, it, it, it's a weekday and uh, the weekend is about to come. Yeah. So, I can understand that. But, yeah, it's uh, similar. It's, you know, now understandable for Arsenal fans. We, are, we have become thick-skinned. We have a solid heart and we uh, can tolerate anything. It, we have become numb. Uh, and Supro, uh, you would agree with me on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it's a good <laughs> thing we got everything wrong last week so that we can, you know, have something to talk about right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with uh, Mark de Princess, and that's Marcus Rashford scoring the penalty at against Paris Saint Germain for Man United that put them through 3 1 on the night, 3 3 on away goals. Wow. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did it as a player. Now he's done it as a manager. Guys, ca- care to weigh in on how the match went and did you expect that? Yeah, third year in the row, PSG are knocked out of the Champions League in the round of 16. And right two years ago, uh, Paris Saint-Germain uh, considered that four-goal lead and to lose 6-1 at, at Barcelona. And everyone thought that was the lowest point in their history. But I think this is the lowest point in their history because... This Manchester United time is nowhere good to that Barcelona side, even and as a and also a fact that this Manchester United side had so many injuries. Yeah. No Martial, no Lingard, uh, even Pogba was suspended, and Eric they had to play Eric Bailly at right back for some point of time because Jared wasn't hundred percent fit. So even uh, having so many advantages, having so many factors in their own way, uh, Paris and Germain completely screwed up their big opportunity to move into the round of eight. And considering the fact that Real Madrid just went out, this was the year for PSG, knowing that even Barcelona are not at their best. Hey, but the most important point here is that they shot themselves in the foot, isn't it? They shot themselves, all the three goals, if you... And we obviously will talk about the debatable penalty. But hey, how about the first two goals, Shlomo? Yeah, so the first goal was a clear uh, mistake by Kaye in the very second minute... uh, Back pass, which was uh, uh, quite short to uh, 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 Buffon and uh, Lukaku came and rushed onto it and he scored, which I thought he'll miss, but he finished it off with uh, with ease. Uh, the second United goal also was, uh, a, I, I think, a special. So, 
uh, we are seeing the uh, Buffon mistake, but we are not seeing the Rashford technique from hmm. uh, which he shot. That's a very, very. I think a Ronaldo is shot where he's to. Wow. He yeah. did versus the. I think the where his foot is uh, grazes the underside of the ball, not uh, in the middle of the ball, but his his uh, foot goes from below the ball. I think that's what's. That's why the ball dipped in front of Buffon and he spilled it and uh, Lukaku came and finished. So, I think Rashford's technique in for that goal was very crucial. My yeah. God, Shlomo, how much time did you spend taking down all that? But hey, like we promised you that we would give you a detailed analysis. This is the detailed analysis. And like the war which is unreliable the unofficial var isn't but supratim <laughs> is here <laughs> and supro just talk our viewers through that penalty and did you think it was a penalty or just weigh in on the other side as well uh the thing is that uh, when kipembe turned his back he's his hand was in the free air so on that basis maybe it's a penalty and and he was inside the box as well so uh, on that basis, on on that viewing, on that on that viewpoint, I think the referee, th- uh, clear, I think the officials handling the VAR thought it was a penalty because it wasn't deliberate handball for sure. But the handball rule is so vague at this moment of time that even the officials are getting getting it wrong. It it is as similar as the offside rule where the officials do not know what part of the body should not be off should be offside should not be uh, behind the line so so as to not give it as an offside. And it is as vague as the handball rule now. Technically, since uh, Kimbembe didn't deliberately hand the ball, it should not have been a penalty. But inside the box, it, inside the box, it, it it took a bit of time between uh, Rashford shooting the ball and Kimbembe handling it. So maybe because of the, because of that time frame and also the fact that it was viewed in slow motion, hmm. and yeah. that can be. Uh, d- uh, that can decide. That can be decisive, and that can you know change the viewpoint of the referees, officials handling the VAR. So maybe that is the case. But it's, but the rules have to be rectified, in my opinion. The offside mm. rule and the handball rule, because yep. it is so confusing at this point of time that the officials getting it, are getting it wrong day by day. Absolutely, and you know it's uh, it it in the end it goes down as fifty fifty. I mean the uh, the PSG fans will deem it shambolic. The United fans will take that any day. And it's a debatable decision. But uh, do you think that the introduction of VAR is going to help uh, in the future? It is definitely going to help, but the rules need to be, you know, understood well for that to happen. Because in the World Cup, the VAR was used spot uh, was spot on. It was used seamlessly. It got most of the decisions right, even in the final uh, for the penalty which Griezmann scored. So during the World Cup, the VAR was really good, and everyone was was of the opinion that VAR should be, you know, introduced in the Premier League, in the various leagues, even the Champions League and in the Europa League. So, it was good then and it isn't good now. The viewpoint can't change this drastically. And so, we have to believe in it. Technology always helps the sport to grow further and, you know, to eradicate the bad decisions. But the officials handling the VAR should be competent enough to, you know, understand the rules of the game and accordingly give the decisions. Absolutely. Shlomo, anything that you would like to add on this? So, um, what I realized was, like, Watching the game, so the referee for the PSG United game, he was a Turkish guy. I I really can't pronounce his name. <laughs> um, he's the same referee who uh, was for Manchester United versus Real Madrid in 2013 uh-huh. when Nani got uh, sent off. That one with the high ball, which was which was a little again controversial. He uh, went for the ball, but Arbeloa came in the way. He even. Arbula was juggling for the ball. I think that was the same referee. So he's at the center. 
he's hero and now he was a zero and now he's a hero for uh, united back in 2013 and now 2019 um i think another thing with the vr for this uh, weekday was your uh, roma porto the yeah. porto penalty so uh, uh, prasad what are your views uh, but was before, the forward tuck back oh, but yeah but before we get into roma porto you know let's bo- the bottom line of psg united is that united become the first side in the history of the champions league to lose a home tie 2-0 and then make a comeback and progress to the next round of the Champions League. So they are one among the foes. And uh, Shlomo, ab- ab- amongst uh, your the Roma Porto thing, I think uh, again, like Supro said, it's debatable. You know, uh, if things can be seen in slow motion, that actually changes your perception, and that actually leads to might be uh, uh, you know a change of mind because the referee might avoid the pe- uh, award the penalty at one point, but seeing the footage, he might change his yeah. mind. But I have one concern with the VAR. It's like the it's the the same officials that going to see the footage, so that really concerns me as to how far the VAR is going to help football. Yeah. It might sound debatable, but it is. And um, that's a good point that you mentioned. Roma have also been knocked out yeah, of yeah. the Champions League. They had a 2-1 uh, lead, but Porto had the away goal. But Porto kind of made a meal out of them. And that means, Supro, that Di Francisco is gone. Yeah. Their manager has been sacked. And guess what? The technical director, Monkey is also on his way out just now just five minutes before the news came in that he is off and he's off to arsenal (laughs) (laughs) so um just one question to you Zubro. and uh, here's what i am uh, seen on twitter today is that roma fans have heavily criticized monkey Mm -hmm. for selling allison and actually uh, not finding a correct replacement although monkey's uh, history is very good yeah. with uh, signing those cheap young players and then developing them into world-class talents. Yeah. Uh, do you think that helps Arsenal? Oh, I think it will because Roma are not of a big, as big as, as a brand as Arsenal are. So, getting players like Allison, you know, it won't happen every time. Allison was once in a uh, is a really good talent, and at that time, Roma got him for a very low sum and then sold him to Liverpool for a very high price. So. That uh, model won't be successful every time. There is no guarantee about it because at the end of the day, you are investing in a potential. Now it is upon the player whether he will blossom or whether he will falter. For example, Jack Wilshere, because of his injuries, he couldn't become the player that everyone expected him to be. So you cannot blame the technical director for it. He is doing his best to get you the players for a very low sum. That's the the model on which Roma operate and that's a similar model, model on which Arsenal operate as well. But Arsenal have... Uh, the prestige, the fan following, the the brand basically. Absolutely, they're a bigger yeah. brand than Roma. Yes, yes. And it will also help Monchi to you know get more signings to get better players than he signed for Roma because everyone wants to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. Yeah, that's for sure. And if we call for the Champions League, that helps his cause. And top six, Supro. Top six, uh, top ten. If you count overall, Arsenal are among the top ten richest clubs in yeah. Europe. And uh, now I think the fans. The ones listening to the unofficial VAR must be all years when we begin the discussion at the Bernabeu. <laughs> and that's Real Madrid versus Ajax. Um, Sergio Ramos might be kicking himself for being suspended, deliberately suspended. But uh, 4-1, what a performance from the Dutch team. And what a performance from everyone involved. Supro, how do you see that 
game did you see that coming is my question again shlomo you can weigh into after this yeah. i saw ajax uh, scoring goals as a bonova but i didn't see real madrid losing it so badly because after, even after two goals real madrid never looked like they were they were going to score a goal again and asensio's goal was i think it was kind of a fluke because he randomly took a shot and ended up at the back of the net but ajax were totally dominant throughout the game their midfield was really good frankie de jong and then there was dusan tadic up front absolutely and there was uh, zh and there was uh, david nareta yeah so all these guys just like 18 19 20 and such young talent scouted by vandasar and overmars uh, johan cruyff would have been proud of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's this player called donny van de beek who started the game and there's this interesting story behind him that when he was 19 years old Ajax had recognized his potential and they wanted to fast track him into the first team squad but at that time there was another player in the Ajax team of the name Davy Clayson whom you might remember eventually moved to Everton mm-hmm. and now he's somewhere else which I don't know where he is but he was the captain of Ajax and Ajax wanted to sell Davy Clayson a long time back to integrate uh, Van der Beek to the team and as a result they sold Davy Clayson to Everton and integrated the young donny van der beek who performed exceptionally well on the night at bernabeu absolutely an 8 out of 10 performance and slowmo 9.3 out of 10 a perfect 10 performance from uh, dusan tadic yeah. yes and om- only and le equipe the french uh, uh, outlet that actually rates players has rated a 10 on 10 for tadic he's just the ninth one to have that and what a performance what a performance he had a goal hand in all of the goals and especially the opening ones yeah. what did you make of his performance so uh, tadic in this season overall has uh, played 40 games he scored 25 goals um, and has a hand in 11 assists so that's quite a stunning um, give for uh, uh, this season uh, tadic in the game like his his uh, Uh, his run for the second goal uh, was and the even which uh, the assist which he gave was wonderful and uh, the third goal was like wow that he yes. he just uh, cut in through and shot uh, left foot and uh, kota was helpless it was it was like pure uh, f- uh, f- uh, footballing brilliance and he said uh, he had watched a lot of uh, zidane clips before the game and i think uh, he he got that uh, on the pitch and he but a perfect i think 10 on 10 performance from him and um i'm s- uh, sad to say this but he's also scored some wonderful goals versus arsenal also so that's not good for us <laughs> <laughs> but anyway the match is real madrid ajax yeah. pro and the left foot curler yeah. and on the top corner and let's talk about that lasse shawn free kick yeah. was that a free intended for the top corner or was it he was just passing inside the box i think it was a ball. cross i think it was a cross but it uh, but it was a fantastic goal if you take out that perception that he maybe he was trying to cross and not scoring a goal then it, you might not enjoy the free kick as much as you do right now and mm-hmm. as far as the third goal goes it is definitely not a goal because the ball was outside oh yes and the var surprisingly missed it because it was clearly Visible to the naked eye that the boy crossed the line and should have been thrown for Real Madrid. Uh, yet another debatable uh, yeah. thing for the VAR, isn't it? But again, I repeat, the unofficial VAR won't disappoint you, and that's for sure. Uh, so Ajax go through three five on aggregate, and uh, that was the third game. And there was one more game. 
that happened and that was Tottenham versus BVB which was kind of decided Supro and that you got it right there yeah. <laughs> Tottenham winning 1-0 something um, in our favour uh, something in our favour yes so yeah the round up of the Champions League Tottenham go through 4-0 on aggregate Ajax go through 5-3 on aggregate a 4-1 thumping win at the Bernabeu PSG are out for a third straight year in the round of 16 and uh, this one's kind of more bitter considering the fact that they convincingly won the first leg and united had so many injuries so psg bow out on away goals united are through and roma are also out porto are through 4-3 on aggregate and now that brings me to the europa league which um, let's skip it <laughs> so last time we lost to a team that had belarus ka vada pav um, uh, after they beat us last night was a bit different french french fries france ka french fries do you think so what did they have what a performance from arsenal until yeah. socrates was sent off uh, so protect our viewers through that first half well the first half you summed it up perfectly that arsenal were doing really well till socrates was sent off and i don't remember rennes creating any chance at all in the first half till the time socrates was sent off yeah. i think it was a, it was very stupid of socrates as well because yes Uh, Sar fouled him, but to the naked eye, it seemed like Socrates was the one who fouled him. Uh, that he, is the, and that is the reason why the referee got conned. And after that, uh, Rennes scored the goal, and they were completely dominant in the second half. I don't remember Arsenal keeping possession at all. Mm. They were consistently losing the second balls, and Sar completely skinned Montreal. Mm. Even for the third goal, I didn't see Montreal tracking back. Dear Even Lord, Kedouzi didn't, you know, track his man. And it's a night to forget. Completely. And here's what happened, you know, during that third goal. Montreal was caught out of possession. Okay, yeah. he he throws tantrum. He's just raising his hands that yeah. he thought he was fouled. Yeah. Gundos, he we've uh, highlighted this uh, time in and time out that he's young, he's good, he will develop into one of the best players. Yeah. But he's a defensive liability at the moment. He, he was clearly jogging against Ramsey. Covered two hundred yards more, and. Ramsey was almost on to Shar but even yeah. then Ramsey did not spot the run so overall naive defending yeah, naive yeah. naive defending yes. and if not for Peter Cech i think we would have lost by a, a larger margin mm-hmm. Peter Cech made his return to his old club where Great he homecoming. absolutely 70 games for the club back in the t- early 2000s um slow mo any positives from the game last night uh sadly enough i don't uh, think so ozil playing the full uh, he he uh, played any sudden i think that was a positive uh, for the game uh, he uh, was holding up the play in the second after it was 1-1 until uh, we uh, uh, went down to 1 um, positives uh, i really didn't see except for a check performance where he saved at least three uh, uh, short goals on target um, Uh, Prasad, what what do you think of the uh, Socrates red card? Mm, debatable, was... yeah, debatable. But I think he you have to uh, give it. You know, he has to be blamed for that as well. The first one was a clear foul. The second one, as Supro said, the referee got con. Um, can't do much in that. Um, uh, uh, sad. And we were and to to make a clear point, Socrates has been the focal point of the defense, isn't it? Yeah. I think the games have turned around when we've lost him. Especially yeah. if you look at the United Arsenal game in the FA Cup, where we lost Socrates, and um, uh, then the game turned on its head. It was similar. But the positive from this game for me is the away goal and the fact that we have scored at least two or more goals in the home games. Yeah. 
this season we have uh, if you leave out the first city game where we didn't score we have scored two or more uh, i remember us scoring two or more every game so the next return leg would be uh, might be we might turn around we might score but i think we have to protect that away yeah. uh, goal that they might score and supro there's one more question that's popping my in my head and that is why put mikitarian at right back when you have maitland niles and yeah. uh, disrupt the balance didn't that disrupt the balance of the side what was he trying to do there i know mikitarian offers that work rate yeah yeah on the wings but uh, shouldn't that have been a straight swap ozil off maitland niles on because ozil uh, no offense but wasn't offering that yeah, much yeah, yeah i agree to that i think the I think what Unai Emery wanted was to make sure that Mkhitaryan offers the right uh, work rate on the right hand side and make sure Ozil and Aubameyang combine for any sort of away goal because those two were our key attacking players throughout the game before uh, Ozil was substituted for Aaron Ramsey and Iwobi wasn't having a great game either. I know he scored the goal, but he wasn't having a great games and he was brought uh, brought off for Genduzi, who was brought on to make sure that Arsenal keep possession as well as he tracks back. Sar and helps Montreal, you know, in the defensive work rate. But he was so bad throughout the game. He couldn't keep possession. He barely worked hard. He couldn't even, you know, cover for Montreal. Mm. So everything, you know, turned out to be bad. Uh, everything turned out to be wrong. The decisions went against us, just like it went against us versus Spurs. And I think it was a night to be to forget because at the moment we have Manchester United at home. And with Lacazette suspended in the Europa, mm-hmm. and with Obama Yang so low on confidence, that was visible. The penalty yeah, yeah. miss has affected him, isn't it? He it was very dejected when he was substituted. substituted. And you know the media, and you know the cameraman, and you know the commentators. They have an agenda against Arsenal, as I always like to say it, continuously showing the Obama Yang clip where he's looking dejected. um the biggest positive for me is that we are at home yeah. and we can turn it around you as i said a two legged tie is never over until the 180th minute which is the next round so some other results from the europa league chelsea comfortable 3-0 winners over dynamo kiev napoli comfortable 3-0 winners over salzburg valencia winning 2-1 villarreal going away to zenit and scoring three away goals 3-1 to villarreal that kind of puts them into the next round dynamo zagreb 1 benfica 0 sevilla 2 and slavia prague 2 so that's all from the europa league that's done from the champions league and now let's focus on the big game from sunday which is arsenal versus manchester united dear lord i'm you you can hear me saying dear lord because after those two games last two games that arsenal have played uh, i don't have much confidence in the squad but uh, supro do you think we turn up this sunday i think we are playing manchester united at the wrong time because they are obviously on the up now they have got this fantastic result in paris while we come home from france with a disappointing result and now we have to play a manchester united side that you know is charging its way to the top 4 we have our own problems uh, torreira is out with the suspension and you know and i think uh, we might see like the combination of lacazette versus ramsey this time around because unai emery clearly prefers those two over ozil yeah and sometimes even obamang as well those two work hard and in the big games that comes into advantage but yeah it's a fixture i'm dreading at the moment because he lost so convincingly to match uh, in the fa cup hmm 
and now it things might repeat again well shlomo torreira out united on the back of nine consecutive away wins under ole gunnar solskjaer can they make it 10 in a row this sunday are they on drugs <laughs> yeah. uh, i i'm hoping for a arsenal win uh, we have to turn up in uh, this game so i think uh, the united game at the emirates and the uh, return leg again in the emirates versus psg uh, are our season uh, uh, defining games they might they will make or break our season yep um arsenal i'm i'm feeling will uh, uh, turn up and uh, i i think a uh, Gwendozi should uh, uh, start his game uh, with Xhaka uh, in the midfield. And you know, there's some bad news for Arsenal fans and some good news for United fans. Solskjaer says that Anthony Martial, Ander Herrera, and Nemanja Matić are set to return to the Manchester United squad against Arsenal. So, bro, isn't the, it the same old, same old uh, where the players go out and they make it just in time yeah. for the Arsenal game, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a surprise at all. Had Rooney broken his leg two weeks ago, he would have made sure <laughs> to come back against Arsenal to score. So, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, he didn't. He didn't mean broken in the literal way, but that's just a way of saying that you know any player becomes uh, what what can you say? He plays in a god mode against Arsenal. Any player, David De Gea would turn into a superhuman again this Sunday. But uh, United versus Arsenal, it's tight there in the fourth spot for the battle for fourth. And as you know, Spurs have faltered as well in the past few weeks. That means. that this game is of high significance because ole gunnar solskjaer's men are in fourth arsenal are one point behind them in fifth and chelsea would be licking their chops isn't it supro yeah. who entertain wolves at stamford bridge this weekend considering the fact that even they have played one game less they would be in for the top 4 race well uh, let's get a quick uh, look into the top team supro and slomo uh, manchester city are also in action this week and slow are liverpool uh, well uh, my question to you slomo is have liverpool bottled it uh, it's i i think it's just march and it's too early to say maybe by uh, mid april we'll have a much clearer view on what's happening in the league but it's uh, too early to say city also have uh, tough fixtures uh, left in the premier league they also have to play spurs Yeah, I I think so. And Liverpool also have, have to, to play Spurs. Spurs. So yeah. it's quite a they those two might just drop points at Spurs, but then it still becomes equal. So you, I don't, I think it's too early to uh, predict uh, Liverpool bottling it. But uh, yeah, let's see this. And before we end, let's get our predictions from Supro. <laughs> And uh, Supro, let's get your predictions on the Premier League weekend: Manchester City versus Watford. I think I should stop doing predictions because my powers are clearly fading at the moment. <laughs> I'm getting everything wrong. I told that PSG will lead four nil at half time and they lost three one. So yeah, that happens. That happens. Anyway, yeah. uh, what's the first game? Southampton Tottenham. No, no it's so. Man. Yeah, Southampton Tottenham. Okay, Southampton Tottenham. So I think I'll go with the Tottenham victory, one uh, nil or two nil because they're pretty good away from home. Man City versus Watford. I think Sloan should say this. Man City versus Watford, three nil City. Ah uh, yeah, and remember Liverpool thrashed Watford five yeah, nil. Yeah. So yeah, um, Chelsea versus Wolves. I think this will be a draw, one one at Stamford Bridge. Because oh yeah, uh, Wolves beat Chelsea, I think. In, yeah, in the, in the reverse yeah, picture yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah, one nil uh, down to two one, one up. Yeah. Correct. And they're pretty good. So. Yeah. 
and this one you predict arsenal man united arsenal man united um arsenal versus man united that's a tough thing man you just can't say that dil ka sun dil ka sun dil ka sun to 2-1 victory for uh, arsenal dimag ka dimag ka 3-1 loss for arsenal one kar do bhai one so uh what a fun episode of the unofficial var this has been and i hope you've enjoyed all the analysis all the stats and all the predictions i know some prediction predictions are meant to be 50 50 we are going to put a disclaimer we are not a descendants of paul the octopus <laughs> <laughs> so uh here's your here's the thing make sure you give us a listen on the hub hopper app we are on the hub hopper app it's the unofficial var episode 8 two episodes a week isn't that fabulous Uh, since it's the champions league and Absolutely. and uh, you know uh, the psg united game we have uh, four more games coming up this week in the midweek in the champions league liverpool bayern leon barca schalke city and atletico versus juventus well we'll keep you posted on everything that's going on in the, the world of football and the second league of the europa league as well. oh yeah the second league of the europa league super so keen to make sure that you know that's the uh, arsenal will make a comeback i know <laughs> Uh, slam those uh, french farmers who are 10th in the league <laughs> so so do make sure to give us subscribe to uh, the podcast and make sure you give us a big thumbs up if there's any feedback we are happy just uh, make sure to follow us everywhere on hub hopper app and also make sure to listen to all the previous episodes because we would not mess it up like the real var so this is your host prasad bhutka signing out with Supratim and Shlomo. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this Hub Hopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info at hubhopper.com. That's info at hubhopper.com, and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.